It's JJ DiGeronimo, and we are in season three of Career Strategies for Women That Work. I select every episode with you in mind, a woman searching and striving for more influence and impact. With research and insight, I've invited some really exciting guests to season three. Many of them have books that you can follow up with and even discuss in your women's groups. And like many of them, I'm launching my next book, Seeking, 74 Key Findings to Raise Your Energy, Sidestep Your Self-Doubts, and Align with Your Life's Work. With so much to discuss, let's jump in. Hello, hello, it's Jason D. Geronimo, and I am thrilled to have Claudia Miller with me today. We're going to talk about something that I think a lot of women don't want to talk about, money. Well, of course, we'd like to talk about money, but we don't like to often talk about money when it comes to negotiation or how much we make or how much we want to make or how we're going to get there. So I'm really excited to have Claudia with us today. Claudia, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, JJ, and especially talking about this topic because I hope that after this episode... Um, your listeners have the confidence and finally have like an actionable strategy they can use to actually increase their income because they totally deserve it. Ah, oh, they do deserve it. How often, you know, I can even say in my own career, how often I've taken jobs where they'll be like, well, we just don't have the money or it's a lateral move or can you just add this, but we're not going to pay you more. So I'm excited about this episode. Yeah, likewise. Um, and I have like so many kind of case studies and examples that I have to share, and especially with um, COVID happening, it actually impacted women the most. And unfortunately, it hindered us, especially with our pain. Yes, yes. So before we jump into that, tell us a little bit about your career and the work that you're doing Yeah, now. I'm a career coach and I work with women in tech and helping them land fulfilling jobs while increasing their salary. Um, and on average, my clients get a 56% in salary increases. So I've had clients get anywhere between 30 and even up to $140,000 in additional earned income. What? 56% more? Where have you been in my life? And to be honest, a lot of the reason why my clients are, you know, get really big salary increases is because they've been grossly underpaid. My clients are very loyal. They stay with their company. They're very ambitious and driven. And once we actually look at what the marketplace is paying for their skill sets, it, I mean, I've had clients even double their income just because they've been underpaid. So tell me how this starts. Tell me how this starts. Why? I mean, obviously, many of us women know, you know, we've read the articles, we've been part of the discussions, we've gone to the panels, you know, it's, I think all women know they're not getting paid equal in most circumstances. And it started back decades ago from like our first yes, right? Yes, I'll take that full-time job. But tell me a little bit about the work you do with women, because I believe it's probably beyond just like asking for it? What kind of work do you have to do with them to even get them even prepared to even like kind of wrap their head around how to get more money? Well, first it starts with confidence. By the time my clients, you know, they come to me, they've already either been passed up for promotions or they've finally been given that job they were promised years ago and they've been doing the job and the responsibilities, just not the title or the pay. They finally get it. Then they come to realize that their employees are getting paid 50, sometimes even $50,000 more than they are. And they're the manager. So there are many reasons that by the time they come to me, their confidence is just shut yeah. down. They're feeling maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not cut up to do this. Maybe I should just be happy where I'm in. Maybe I'm not meant to move up in my career. So it really starts with confidence and mindset of getting them back to feeling hope, 
back to them feeling and understanding the magnitude of the work they've, they've been doing. Because if a company is hiring you and employing you and paying you a salary, right. you are bringing value to the company. They don't, companies just don't pay um, for you not to bring any value. So understanding that really is the first step. And then the second step is preparation. And when I talk to people, and I know most people, and I used to do this back in the day too, is um, when you're having a conversation, whether it's internally and you're giving that promotion, um, we, we're just not sure if we can ask about it. There's just so many things around it. And we're not really able to understand, like, can we even do this? Maybe they think that if I do negotiate, maybe they'll pull back the job offer. So really understanding that is working and doing the preparation. When my clients negotiate, we already know the salary range for the job. And it's how much the market is paying. And sometimes there will be a discrepancy. And like I mentioned, I had a client that you know was making $90,000 and she was applying to a job and we identified that the job in this industry paid around $150,000. Now, first is she comes in shock. You know, there's no way I can ask for much. I'd just be happy with 110, maybe 120, but I mean, I don't need the 150. And just because you don't need the 150 doesn't mean you shouldn't ask for 150. <laughs> because what tends to happen is um, we tend to base our current salary or based on our next salary. Meaning if I'm making 100,000, I should just be grateful or be happy with 110, 115,000, you know? But what we need to understand is we need to ask for what the market is paying for that job. And those are the skill sets that we have. So with it comes preparation of identifying where is your value, what are some of the achievements you have done, and have metrics around it, whether it's timeline, budget, who you talk to, the magnitude of the work, how many customers you're servicing, how big is the company, what different markets are they in, is it domestic or globally? And really quickly, you start seeing the value that you're providing to the company. And that makes the side negotiation so much easier because automatically, because you're showing that value, they automatically put you at a higher pedestal. They say, well, you know, JJ does some great work. Well, we have a salary range between 100 and 150. Well, let's offer JJ around 140. And they don't know that you just made a $40,000. They just know that the value you're bringing and based on what you've done is around the higher end of that salary range. So then, then you as a candidate can negotiate an extra five, ten, even fifteen thousand dollars extra. It's not like you can come in and ask for fifty thousand dollars more. Um, it's more of like you making that leap without even having to ask for it. You do it through your value. Then you negotiate an extra ten, fifteen, twenty thousand on top of that. Wow, well, these women must be so lucky to have you on their side. I wish I knew you back when I was negotiating my salary because. You know, there's some of us that have stayed in the same company for a while, beyond three, four, five years. You know managers talk. And even if you're switching jobs or getting promoted, it's funny because I feel like they so often convince us that money is not yeah. there. But once you put in your two weeks notice, all of a sudden the job title's available, the money's there, and they want to keep you and retain you. But when you ask for it, it was never there. Yeah, that's the truth, isn't it? That's the truth. So, you know, a lot of women, I'm just, you know, many people know I put out my third book, Seeking, and I have three chapters on money because money for me has been a major life lesson or how much I think I deserve, how much I end up getting, how much I've lost over the years in the tech industry. So like how, how do women even think about shifting their value or even mindset with money? Well, I think about sal your salary, uh, and this is the, the best analogy I've come up with, and I feel like it helps um, people understand really 
about salary overall. If you were to buy a house, JJ, let's just say for $100,000, and now you're ready to sell it, and the market is willing to pay you, like I'm a buyer, and I'm willing to pay you $300,000 for that home, are you really going to tell me, Claudia, I'm sorry, I can't sell you the home for $300,000. I only paid $100,000. How about I sell it to you for $120,000? There's no way you would say that. You would say, yes, I'm selling you the house for $300,000. And by the way, Claudia, you got a great deal. <laughs> and why? Because that's how much the market is saying that the house of the value is. So you're going to charge what the market says. Same thing with your salary. We don't, I don't tell my clients to charge what they think they're worth. I help them say, let's figure out what the market is paying for these skill sets. And we're going to ask for that. That's it. it. And there will be a huge discrepancy at times. Sometimes it'll be double or more than you're earning at this point, even if it's a lateral move, but that is what the market is paying. So therefore that's what we ask for. So it's really almost removing this thought and belief that, oh, you're only supposed to make 10, 15, $20,000 increments. Because that is far from reality. And especially when you've been at the company for a long time and they only give you 8, 10% salary increases uh, based on promotion within the company internally, I'm letting you know you, I can guarantee you, you've been grossly underpaid. And especially if you haven't negotiated and it just compounds over through your career. You didn't negotiate your first job and now you're at your, you know, third, fourth, fifth job. It just compounds over time. And then when I work with my clients and I let them know, by the way, did you know that for this job, it actually pays around this salary? And I know it's almost twice as much what you're earning, but I'm letting you know this is, and I'm not even going on the top range of that salary. It's at the bottom end of the salary range, but it's just, I know that it's already a big leap for them mentally. But again, when you remove yourself to say, hey, this is what I think I should get, it's, this is what the market is paying, therefore that's what I'm charging. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Okay, so let me just recap a little bit. So if you're going to another job, so you're leaving one job, going to the other job, you're in the job discussion, you know, sometimes they have you put your former salary and the, uh, in the application. Do you generally advise women not to do if, that? I know some applications, they force you to write your salary. So I definitely say do not lie. But if it's optional, do not put your salary in there because it has nothing to do with what your next salary is. And... Another good example is when your company hired you, let's just say you've been in this role now for three years. When that company hired you, you had three years less experience. Now you're moving on to the next company. Now you have an additional three years of experience and maybe you deliver high value skills. Now you know systems and processes so well. Now you can expect and anticipate challenges that can save your new company or new department millions of dollars. But again, it's because you required that skill set. You went ahead and learned that and you're able to bring it back to the company. Therefore, again, if it's worth this much to the company, this is what I'm paying. And it's really having that understanding of it um, when it comes to like the sour negotiation aspect. Yeah. And it has to be a little bit easier now because we know that they can't find enough staffing so that we do have a little bit more knowledge that, you know, there's not 10 people always up against us like there might have been 10 years ago. So hopefully women that are going into new positions have ideas of what the market is paying for a position and then being able to add what value or what experience they have on and helping kind of guide them on where they should be in that spectrum. So that's awesome. So then there's the opportunity when you're in the job, you've been in the company a long time, everybody knows you or you know everyone else, and you're either 
being asked to do more than is expected of you, or you're going for that next position, they know how much you make. They know, um, you know, they want you for this next position. You don't really want to give them your two weeks because that's not really what you do. How do you encourage women to get more money either in the role that they're in or the role that they're stretching or being pulled into? Well, one thing I would ask is, you know, what are the benefits of having someone internally move into this role versus externally if you're, if you're moving internal? And the reason I, I mentioned this is because you have value being an internal employee, but you also have value being an external employee. So I can, I can build a business case either side, whether internal or external. But in this example that you mentioned, JJ, it's internally. So maybe they want to give you a promotion. Maybe they want to move you up to the next step. And this happened to me at my, one of my previous jobs where they said, you know, the company only offers up to 10% when you're making internal promotion. And because I already had asked this question, what is the benefit of someone hiring internally versus externally? They gave me the details of why they desperately needed someone internally. And when it came to that conversation, I mentioned, no, I'm actually looking for a salary. Let's just say they off- I was making 100 and I think that for me around 120 and I was asking for 150 And they're like, well, you know, the most we can offer you at this point, I'm, I'm really going out to bat for you is for the 120 I'm like, I totally understand that, but I want to make sure that this is the right fit for both of us. And based on the responsibilities and the work that I'd be doing, based on the salary market rates, it looks like this job will be around $150,000 salary. Is there any way we can close that gap? And they're like, well, I'm not sure we can do that. I'm like, I totally understand that, but I know that as soon as I am able to start this job, I'll be able to do X, Y, and Z, which is the same reasons they gave me on why they were looking someone internally, because there was urgency around. They needed someone that already knew the internal systems. Um, we had a lot of systems in there that were we the company created itself. So it's not like Microsoft Word can be used somewhere else and we can do it internally. This was a a kind of like an algorithm platform that was done housed in within the company and only employees at this company knew the specific system. Now, this is a, like a special case scenario, but I understood the urgency they needed someone to already get started. I already had the networks and connections internally to be able to deliver quickly. So I, I used that again, what they told me why they needed someone in this role, especially internally. And I brought it back to them and, well, then this is why I need to get paid. And this is what the market rates came back. And they usually said, well, let me see what I can do. Uh, I have to speak to a few people. They came back and they said, all right, we can make that work. But again, I had done my preparation. I had asked, I knew what questions to ask to help me build my business case on why I deserve that salary that the market paid. Market is paying. I can go to another job and get paid the 150. So I expect you to get the 150 because you're going to get that value out of me. Well, it, I mean, what I hear above and beyond everything you're saying, which is really fantastic, is you have the confidence. And it seems to me that when women are unsure or they don't know, but maybe they're even feel like it is possible or they know it is possible, having someone like you on their side, not only to coach them through the steps, but to really give them some confidence in the process. Yes. And I mean, yes. I would say it's always easier to get a salary increase going to another company. But I mean, some of my clients, they don't want to leave their company. They know they're being underpaid, maybe because they had a bad manager. It wasn't necessarily a company, but just a really bad manager. And this kind of reminds me of a client that I had. Um, her name is Robin. And she found out that her she just got promoted to their manager job that she had been doing for three years, but never got the payer to type. So she finally got it. Once she realized um, that now as a manager, 
her employees or her direct reports were making $50,000 more than her, even though she had been working at the company for 10 years and she had over 20 plus years of experience and she trained a lot of these people, they were still making more than her as a manager. So we came together and I helped her. I mean, her conference had been shut down. And by the end of it, we worked together. Um, her company offered her a 30% salary increase. And then within three months, once the I think they do, they give salary increases every six months. So we were able to catch the first one and received a 30% salary increase. And then at the, at the next six months, um, they gave her an extra 20% just because she was being grossly underpaid. And the reason was because she was being so loyal to the company and she had a bad manager that that's why she was able to get a big salary increase, even though she moved up internally. That's super interesting. And I suspect that sponsorship is pretty key. This is a topic that I really didn't know much about after being in the workforce for 15 years. But when I was researching my second book, Accelerate Your Impact, sponsorship continued to come up in all of my research. And I really started diving into that. And, you know, I think women generally don't have sponsors. They have many mentors, but not sponsors. And the way I view sponsors are people that will use their political capital to help you. And it seems like in some of these examples, and especially the ones that are in the same company, that you would need sponsorship. How do you how do you dress that with women and get them prepared yes, for that? Yes, definitely sponsorship is very vital, not just internally, but overall externally as well. Because sometimes I've had clients where there are going to be times where you had you have a bad manager, or maybe it's just a bad company. And the um, kind of example I just gave of my client, her manager ended up get, being let go. So she got a new manager and that's when we were able to start building this business case. But if you have a bad manager or you live in, or you're working in a very toxic workplace, at the end of the day, there's just so much you can fight. I mean, at that point, I'd rather just start my job search, get a new job, put in my two weeks notice, and I bet you all of a sudden <laughs> the money and title is going to appear. But at that point, it's too late. I'd rather go to a company that allows me to thrive and be successful than a company that I have to pull tooth and nail just to get what I actually should be getting paid. So that's one part of it. Yeah, that was a great answer. I loved that answer. And I think for women, just getting, you know, finding that sponsorship. And if you can't find it, you need to go elsewhere. I think that makes a ton of sense. But let's talk about one more topic before we wrap this up. Um, I have a lot of women reaching out saying, you know, I can't get the visibility, the executive sponsorship, or even possible um, upgrades to either my salary or my benefits because I'm working remotely and I feel like people don't even know who I am anymore. How much are you really working through those issues with some of your clients? So a lot of my clients actually work remote and they do a lot of the networking um, remotely. So, and I prefer remote networking because I do not like going to the events where you hope that person or people show up or you're not sure who shows up. But instead, I have them obviously leverage LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a goldmine when it comes to networking and see like who do they need to work with. And in that case, kind of that you mentioned, well, you don't have anyone internally that's willing to sponsor you, then I will look for external mentors that was going to help me really amp up my game, build, be able to walk into a room and own it and bring in more of that executive presence, even though you're not an executive. And really start working on like those soft skills that are really important. And one of the things that I've seen with, with women, and especially with different types of culture of women, for example, I'm Hispanic and we're taught to almost like bow when we're speaking to our, or someone of a higher authority or elders. 
So when it shows in the workplace, then it just makes me, it minimizes my authority. It minimizes or does, I'm not coming across as confident. So having that mentor to really help me to say, when you own the room, these are the types of questions. This is how you address. This is how you want to communicate with an executive because it is very different than other people, especially on their personality style. So really helping them navigate this space. And then my philosophy is if they don't promote you, promote yourself. You got to go elsewhere. Like there's other companies that are hiring that we're more than happy to have you. But again, you need to take that step and you need to make that decision. I will never leave my career in someone else's hands, especially if they're like, JJ, we can't promote you because Sally, you know, um, is still in that role. So therefore you have to wait till Sally retires or gets promoted or leaves. At that point, you have no control of your career. Your career is literally owned by Sally at this point. So you want to make sure that you are in full control of that career. And again, if you can't find that opportunity internally, you can start looking externally and there's more than opportunities out there. Claudia, this is so powerful. I can really see why you're successful because you, you, you break it down into ways. You give them the confidence. You give them realistic yet actionable strategies. And I know you put something together for women that are listening. So can you share a little yes, bit about that? Um, and this will, the link will be in the show notes, but I'm sharing with your listeners my $10,000 word for word sign negotiation script. So this is a script that I give to my clients that um, they're able to use and it has a word for word exactly what to say. You don't even have to figure it out or it's nothing theoretical. It's just read what the script says. And just using that script alone, my clients have been able to increase their salary by at least $10,000. Holy cow. That's amazing. I can't wait to let's do it. That's fantastic. So we'll have that in show notes for you. And if people want to reach out to you, what's the easiest way for them to find you? They can find, find me on my website, um, ClaudiaTMiller.com. Or they can follow me on, Inst- um, on LinkedIn, which is Claudia T. Miller. And that's where I share a lot of free career advice. Um, and I also, I'm, I like to give very actionable career advice, not very, I'm not theoretical or like, let's see how you feel it. You want to network with someone? Here's a script. Here's how you do it. Here are the step-by-step action steps. So if you like that kind of style and you want more of that free career advice, feel free to follow me on LinkedIn. Well, this has been fantastic. I'm so honored that we are connected and that you were able to share such actionable strategies here in just 20 minutes. And for those of you that want to get more of that, please follow Claudia Miller on LinkedIn and download her $10,000 increase step-by-step on the show notes. So thank you, Claudia, for joining us. And I look forward to connecting with you again. Thanks for having me, JJ.